Welcome to the Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks. Hosted by Beth Bershock with expert advice from Jim Lang, Pittsburgh-based CPA attorney and retirement and estate planning expert. Jim is also the author of Retire Secure, Pay Taxes Later. To find out more about his book, his practice, Lang Financial Group, and how to secure Jim as a speaker for your next event, visit his website at retiresecure.com. Now, get ready to talk smart money. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are talking smart money. I'm Beth Barshock along with Jim Lang, CPA attorney, author of two best-selling editions of the book, Retire Secure, Pay Taxes Later. And before we get started, first thing I have to do, Jim, is congratulate you because the book got a really great review in Estate Planning Magazine for June 2009. The book came out in February. It's a wily book. And just this month, if you can pick up a copy of Estate Planning Magazine, go to page 42. The review is on that page, and they say at the very end, highly recommended. I'm also going to point out one little section where it says, this book is a great read, full of illustrative and entertaining stories, but also full of practical advice. And then it it notes also the charts and the, the formulas that you have listed all through the book. At the end of the show, you want to stick around for the end of the show because we're going to give away some copies of this book. Highly recommended by Estate Planning Magazine, so make sure you stick around and find out how you can get a copy. All right, Jim, we are going to be touching on one of your major niches, which is people that are close to or already retired. You get to that point You've been working, you've been saving, you've been planning for retirement, you finally get there, and then what do you do? (laughs) That's where things kind of get complicated. We have some great advice tonight, some great strategies, and if you have a question, 412-333-9385 is the studio line. Jim will be happy to take your questions, 412-333-9385. Now, Jim, we said we were going to talk about whether you were close to or already retired, just retired. Let's start with close to retirement. So let's say you're a few years away from retirement. What should you be doing? And if you haven't retired yet, for instance, should you be contributing regularly to a Roth 401k, a regular 401k? You need to start planning before you retire. Yes, you do. And some of the advice that I would give somebody who is close to retirement is actually the same in terms of contributing to a retirement plan. I think a lot of times right now with the market down, people are saying, oh, gee, now isn't a good time for me to make contributions to a retirement plan. I would disagree and say that it's probably even more important to. With a, with a younger person, I'm almost always going to recommend Roth IRA contributions if they are working, and also contributions to a Roth 401k if that is available to them. Okay, can you explain the difference between a traditional or a regular 401k and a Roth 401k? Sure. A traditional 401k is where you have the, you, you chip in some money that is typically withheld from your check, the employer um, then will then <clears throat> accumulate that money for you. It's usually in some type of investment, and you don't have to pay tax on that money. Or in other words, or another way to look at it is you get a tax deduction. The money grows income tax deferred, and then eventually when you take it out, you have to pay tax. With a Roth 401k, you don't get a tax deduction, just like a regular Roth IRA, but 
when you eventually take the money out, or perhaps even your heirs take it out, you're not only not taxed on the money that you originally put in, but you're not taxed on the growth. Jim, this has never happened on this show before. This has never happened on the Lang Money Hour where smart money talks. But, you know, KQV is all news all the time, and we just got this warning, and I have to pass it on. We just got from the National Weather Service a tornado warning. This is a tornado warning for southeastern Allegheny County in southwestern PA, west central Westmoreland County in southwest PA. So there is an actual warning, a tornado warning for southeastern Allegheny County and west central Westmoreland County, and that's in effect until 7.30. So for another 25 minutes, the tornado warning is in effect. That's just what happens on live radio. I suppose so. <laughs> it's just crazy, but please be advised. Tornado warning southeastern Allegheny County, west central Westmoreland County, and that's in effect until 730. And, and I guess the only thing that, that listeners can do is if they happen to be at home and there's some static on the line, they can go to kqv.com. Yes, I, I, you know, actually I advise that. I, we have listeners all over the country, and Jim, every time we do a show, the next morning I have emails from literally all over the country, California, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Texas. They're all listening online. You can do it here. You notice Beth did not strategically say Detroit. Well, <laughs> 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 we I did went, get a call the other day. <laughs> yeah, I went with Michigan, but yeah. So so real, here you can do it too. Listen at kqv.com. Okay, back to, now we were talking about if you are close to retirement, if you haven't retired and you're talking about a regular 401k or a Roth 401k, the one point we should make is that not every employer offers a Roth 401k. Right, that's a big deal. And I am always encouraging employers to offer their, their employees the choice of a Roth 401k or traditional 401k, or the, the employee can actually mix or match, that is do some in a traditional and some in a Roth so, for example, in my small company of about 10 people, um, the people who are eligible for a Roth for a 401k have their choice. I put in a certain amount, which, by the way, is a traditional retirement plan. That is, they don't have to pay tax on it, they don't, or they can deduct it. The money grows tax-deferred. They'll have to pay tax when they take it out. But for the, their portion, the employee portion, my employees have the choice. They can either do the traditional 401k or the Roth 401k. Now, in general, I am a big fan of the Roth 401k because it grows tax-free, and particularly for younger people. However, since the focus of today's show is people who are approaching or at retirement, I have to potentially adjust that advice. It's going to be based on tax bracket. And here's why the advice might change for somebody who is um, close to retirement. It is very possible that if you are at your peak earning years, close to retirement, you're in a high tax bracket now, in which case the traditional 401k, the tax deduction will be very effective and it will be worth a lot of money to you, in which case you're probably better off with the traditional 401k. Then, if you're interested in the Roth IRA world, maybe do a Roth IRA conversion after you retire. So I'm still a big fan of Roth IRA conversions for a lot of retirees. But for people who are still working, who are in a high bracket now, and will likely be in a low bracket in a very short period, for those people, I would tend to do a traditional 401k and then do a 
Roth IRA conversion later. If you're going to be in the same or a higher bracket later on, which is going to apply to a lot of younger people, or you have a very long time horizon, then we're almost always better off with the Roth 401k. But if you're a few years away, you're 60, you're 61, you're 62, you're, in most cases you're saying a traditional or regular 401k may be the best bet. That might be. It, it's, it's going to depend on two things. One is what is your tax bracket now versus what it, will it be later? And two, what is your time horizon? The higher the tax bracket now and the lower the later, the more you want the Roth 401k. I'm sorry, the higher the tax bracket now, the lower later, the more you want the traditional 401k now. And likewise, if you're going to have the same or a higher tax bracket later, then you're going to want to go to the Roth 401k. The other factor, of course, is a lot of people are assuming the tax rates are going to go up. And if that's true, then a Roth 401k becomes more favorable. Is there any reason, Jim, that an employer would not offer a Roth 401k? I think it's out of inertia. So, for example, I think all, pretty much all the big companies, or at least most of them, ha- are now offering their, their employees a, a Roth 401k. Or in the nonprofit world, for example, University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon University, two of the large nonprofits, they both offer their employees the choice of a traditional 403b or a Roth 403b. And I think we're seeing the bigger companies switching over to offer their employees a choice. It's maybe a tiny bit more bookkeeping, but I don't think it's certainly substantial. And I think it's going to take a while, but I think eventually the smaller firms are going to catch on to realize it's a great benefit that they can give their employees and it doesn't cost them anything. So if you are a small employer or if you are, let's say, a benefits person at a a company, you really ought to start thinking about offering your employees the option of a Roth 401k or a traditional 401k. Okay, 412-333-9385 is the studio line if you have a question during the Lang Money Hour where smart money talks. All right, let's move to you've just decided to retire. And now the big question is, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> I mean, you've been planning and you get there and then what do you do? Now, let me put this scenario to you, Jim, because this is what I normally hear. This is what everybody says. You've been socking money away in your 401k for years and years. You have a nice balance in your 401k. And first thing everybody says, you get to retirement and they say, oh my gosh, make sure you take that 401k and you roll it into an IRA. Well, the first thing that I would do is I would step back and think for a moment before you do anything. You know, I, I forget the exact statistic that p- people spend more time planning their vacations than planning their re- retirements. <laughs> that may be true in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the first thing is you really want to become educated or go to the appropriate advisor that you trust 100% because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to, going to give you different advice, and it's not necessarily always in your interest. So the normal rule, what, what a lot of financial advisors, a lot of stockbrokers, and a lot of people in the money field will tell you is the day that you retire, take all your money in your 401k and roll it into an IRA. And usually the IRA happens to be managed by them, or maybe they're going to sell you a product inside the IRA. And I'm not even saying that a lot of times that they couldn't do a better job investing than your 401k. Certainly you're going to have a universe of choices 
in a IRA as opposed to a limited number of choices in a 401k, but there's some good reasons why you might not want to do that immediately. And I think that it is really important for people who are retiring to consider all those reasons before they do anything. Well, what would some of the advantages be of not rolling that money into an IRA? Well, for one thing, it is possible that you're going to have a better or potentially cheaper investment choice in the 401k. I'll just give you an example. Um, There's a lot of Westinghouse employees, and I know that we have a number listening tonight, and they have a, in their 401k plan, one of their options is a fixed income account. Now, sometimes the fixed income account is actually a higher than average interest rate on a guaranteed investment. It's called a GIC, a guaranteed income um, investment. And sometimes you want a certain guarantee, or if you're a university or a nonprofit person, you might be have some money in TIAA, which is an excellent bond fund. And it might be better to keep some of that money in a guaranteed bond fund rather than taking the money and rolling it into an IRA. Now, it might be appropriate to take a portion of your retirement plan and roll it into an IRA, but one reason is it's possible that one one or more of your investment choices in the 401k might be entirely appropriate for you, and it might not be appropriate to roll the entire amount out. Okay, I have another question for you about rolling that into an IRA, but I have a really serious weather announcement, too. The KQV staff has stuck around to check this weather out. This is all news all the time, so we want to make sure we're bringing it to you, even during the Lang Money Hour. Reports into the KQV News Center that Ellsworth Avenue has actually collapsed past Moorwood. There is also severe flooding along Carson and numerous reports of trees and wires down throughout the entire area. As we told you earlier, we did have a tornado warning for southeastern Allegheny County and western central Westmoreland County that's in effect for about another 15 minutes. But now this coming in, if you're in this area, Ellsworth Avenue has collapsed past Moorwood. Flooding along Carson, just avoid Carson altogether. Numerous reports of trees and wires down throughout the area. So if you're traveling tonight, make sure you are extra careful. If you have to get in the car and go somewhere if you have to. If you don't have to, I would stay where you are. There is flooding in a lot of areas. Okay, back to we were talking about rolling your 401K into an IRA. This is at retirement. This this would normally, Jim, right? That would be the time that you would do it. You wouldn't really at any other time say, hey, I'm going to roll my 401K into an IRA. This would be happening to you at retirement. Well, typically, a lot of times the reason why it comes to a head at retirement is that's the first time you're allowed to do it. A lot of the times the rules of the 401K or the 403B plan will not allow you to have access or roll that money into an IRA until you actually retire. So that's when the decision is first a possibility. And then on top of that, it is very possible, even likely, that that's when you're going to be approached. There isn't anything magical that there's no critical emergency that you have to transfer all your money out, even if that's the appropriate thing to do, that you have to do it within two days or two weeks of retirement. That's what I was wondering. If you were retired, say you've been retired for five years, would this still be an option if you wanted to do it? You could do it any time after retirement. That's correct. Okay, now, in prior years, if I'm not mistaken, there were tax advantages to roll your money from a 401k to an IRA. Well, let's just take the, uh, the Westinghouse people. In the event let's even just say two, two years ago, or I think it was even last year, in the event that a Westinghouse employee died 
and left their money in their 401k to a um, to an employee. I'm, I'm sorry, to their children. Their children would have to pay income taxes on the entire amount the year after the Westinghouse employee died. If the employee the day before he died rolled the money from the 401k into an IRA and then he died, then the child could stretch or defer the taxation for many, many years. So I've actually switched my advice to Westinghouse people. I used to tell them, for tax reasons, we want to get the money out of the 401k into an IRA. Forget about investment reasons. But now that tax law has basically been changed so that there is no real difference in terms of the force or the time that the beneficiary must take the money out of the 401k. And there's actually some tax advantages of keeping the money in the 401k that hardly anybody talks about. Why does hardly anybody talk about it? Let's, let me ask that first. Well, I don't want to be say anything bad about any of the financial advisors. Um, obviously, most financial advisors are going to be paid um, to manage assets or to sell products, and it's typically going to be in their interest to have the money come out of the 401k into the IRA. In all fairness, I think most of them actually genuinely believe that they can do a better job and that there are a lot of good reasons to get the money from the 401k to the IRA, such as a much better diversified choice of options, and it's very possible that they can actually do better um, either with uh, managed money or some of them are interested in, in doing different annuity-type products. And so what are some of the advantages that most people aren't telling you about? Well, again, I mentioned the investment advantage. There's, there's two other advantages to a 401k that most people don't think about. The first is creditor protection. Creditors, when they are going after their people that owe them money, and by the way, you might not owe somebody money right now, but if you drive a car, it's possible that you will become a, um, that you could lose a lawsuit and some, you can owe somebody a lot of money and you don't want to be wiped out or, you know, in today's litigious society, a lot of people can sue you and, and you can literally lose your shirt. So anytime you could have money protected from creditors, it's better. Money in a 401k is a better creditor protection. It's called an ERISA type plan that has better creditor protection than an IRA. So an IRA does have creditor, some creditor protection, in fact, a fair amount, but it's not as the same and it's not as good as a 401k plan. So that fact in and of itself would have a slight plus to the 401k. The other advantage, and this is very recent, is that in the event that you die with money in a 401k plan and you leave it to a non-spousal heir, the non-spousal heir, when I say non-spousal heir, I'm really talking about your kids or your grandkids um, in most cases. They can actually do a Roth 401k, inherited an inherited 401k Roth IRA conversion. Which wh- is not available if you have an IRA. Which is not available for an inherited IRA. So there's actually a tax advantage of the 401k versus the IRA, which is much different than it was even two years ago. So that's another reason to do it. You mentioned something a few minutes ago that I, I, just gave me an idea. What if you, you have an advisor who says, you know, immediately you've retired, roll your 401k into an IRA, and you think it's 
not the right thing to do. You don't want to do it. You want a second opinion. How do you get a second opinion financially? Is it like a doctor? And, you know, it's easy to figure out how to get a second opinion medically. What do you do if you want a second opinion financially? Well, I would probably say the same thing to see to see more than one person and to um, try to educate yourself. Um, I personally think that what would be very good is if you became somewhat conversant in some of these issues and then when you talk with your advisor have certain questions to ask to see if they know what they're um to see if they know their stuff or or not and if they don't well if if they if they don't then then you might think you might think for a second so um so for example do they have my book now that's not fair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, wait, um, <laughs> your book just got highly recommended at estate planning, June 2009. They should have it. But I, I think it would be fair to just ask an advisor, well, you know, which books or which literature do you follow regarding IRAs? And if they come back and they tell you Natalie showed Ed Slott, Bob Keebler, Jim Lang, you know, might even say, oh, could, do you have that book handy? Could I see it? And if they, if they can't produce any of those books or they don't seem conversant in the area, that might raise a flag that maybe that there's a certain lack of knowledge in in that particular area there's a lot of very good investment people that don't know the ins and outs of the tax law and what retirees and pre-retirees should be doing well we are taking you through this tricky transition if you're close to or already retired what on earth do you do now and we actually have some lesser known issues that we're going to be covering here in just a minute so hang on it is the lang money hour where smart money talks The Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks, featuring the expert advice of Pittsburgh-based CPA attorney Jim Lang. More coming up on KQVAM 1410. The Lang Money Hour continues on KQVAM 1410. For all of your financial needs, turn to Lang Financial Group in Squirrel Hill, 412-521-2732. Let's talk more smart money. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Beth Bershock along with Jim Lang, and we are taking you through close to or already retirement, a kind of a tricky transition. What do you do now? We're going to get back to it in a second, but I did want to give you the number again to sign up for the free workshop that we have coming up this Saturday. It's 800 748 one five seven one, and this is called Two New Tax Laws Create Shocking Opportunities for Wealth Preservation. Jim does a lot about his Lanks Cascading Beneficiary Plan. We take you through the Roth IRA conversions, 2009 and 2010, and we have two sessions this Saturday, one from 9.30 to 11.30, one from 1 to 3. So the toll-free number, when you call, please tell us which session you want to go to. It's one 800 This is at Crown Plaza South, right across from South Hills Village, this Saturday. It is definitely worth your time. So call 800-748-1571. You can also get the information on our website, retiresecure.com. But again, that workshop is coming up this Saturday, June 20th, Crown Plaza South, across from South Hills Village. Okay, Jim, we are navigating the tricky waters of close to or already retired, and we were talking about what to do with the money in your 401k. Should you roll it over into an IRA? Should you not? And we were talking about the advantages and disadvantages. I have a quick question before we get to the next segment, and that is, can you just do a portion? Can you roll over a portion of your 401k? Yes, you can. So you could pick any portion and roll that into an IRA if you thought that was appropriate. Right. So, for example... Some of the Westinghouse people, they might prefer to keep some of the fixed income portion of their portfolio in the guaranteed income contract 
and then take the rest of it and roll it into an IRA. Now, some of your advice comes from new tax laws, and this is something that's relatively new for you as well. This is a relatively new strategy, setting up a one-person 401k after you retire. Yeah, this is actually a, a Jim Lang original. <laughs> this is, I, didn't, I didn't read this anywhere. I made this up. Actually, I have to be honest. I remember the day, the, it was the week you came up with this, you, you you were just like bursting with excitement. Oh my gosh, I just thought of something. You, we could do this one person 401k. And for a second, I had no idea what you were talking about until you started to explain it. But you have to do this after you retire. Um, usually, it's possible that you can do it beforehand. But and, and actually, this also applies to self-employed folks. A lot of times, accountants will tell them to do an SEP plan um, a self-employed pension plan when a one-person 401k plan might be better. But this is a, this is a fabulous strategy for retirees that, that have some income. So let's say for the discussion's sake that, that you were work, working at your main job, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and you have a lot of money in your 401k plan. But at retirement, instead of not doing one thing, you do something that earns some money, maybe Maybe you even do a little consulting for the company that you're retired from. Maybe you work at the golf course. Maybe you do a little work for your children and, or in your children's business. Or maybe if you own real estate or a family limited partnership, you actually funnel some income from that partnership to yourself for, as a management fee. In some way, let's assume for discussion's sake that you can have some kind of income, even if it's $2,000, $5,000, $10,000. It doesn't have to be um, the equivalent of a, of a full salary. Then what you can do, now this is, gets a little tricky, so, so bear with me, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, but the rewards and, are great. And if you have a question on this, 412-333-9385. Okay, so let's, let's go through it. All right. What you can do is you can set up this one-person 401k plan. Now let's even say that the profits are $5,000 and, and the contribution that you're allowed to make to a 401k plan, just the same as you were allowed to make to your 401k plan when you were working. The difference here, it's a one-person 401k plan, completely under your control. So if you want to manage the money or if you want to hire a money manager, that's, it'll, it'll be 100% under your control. But here's the interesting thing. I'm not all that interested in the money that you're going to contribute to it because that's probably going to be minimal if your earnings are not great. What's a very interesting strategy is to take money from your 401k or perhaps it's already been rolled into an IRA and then take that money and do a trustee-to-trustee transfer, more commonly called a rollover, but take that money and put it in your one-person 401k. And that's okay. You can do that part. Yes, you can. Now, that is... That goes against what everybody, that's the different direction than most everybody has encouraged people. Everybody said, hey, get money from your 401k to your IRA. Now I'm saying in certain situations, it might be very interesting to take money from your 401k plan at work or even your IRA if, the money, if you're already retired and the money's already in your IRA. If you can set up one of these one-person 401k plans, then you transfer the money to the 401k plan. Is there a limit on that, or you can transfer the whole thing? There's no limit, and under the it's, it's, it's the portability rules, which more or less say that you can transfer most any retirement type asset into you know to another, like a 401k to a 403b and a 403b to an IRA to a 457, etc. Um, 
But what's one of the great things about this one person 401k plan, it can be completely under your control. And here are the two biggie issues with it, which I mentioned before, but now I can create this for the person who is just a one person operation. You can, this one person 401k plan is still an ERISA plan, which means that you still get the superior credit protection that I mentioned earlier. So you get better creditor protection. And by the way, the, the famous case on that is OJ Simpson, because OJ Simpson had some, has some big time judgments against him, but his creditors... But he was still living in a mansion in Florida. Right. Part of, part of it was the real estate exemption, but part of it, he still has money. And that money is because he had a 401k plan. And if it's good enough for him and, and protected his money and he had some serious heat, I think that it would be very good for a lot of clients. So you would get a better protection of your existing money than in an IRA. And the other thing is, if you die and leave it to your children or your grandchildren, um, they can then do a Roth IRA conversion of the inherited one-person 401k plan. So really, your strategy with this setting up this one-person 401k is not to just keep contributing to this plan. It's long-term strategy. Yeah, it is. I, it might be a little bonus to continue making a contribution to the plan, but the real reason why I'm interested in it is superior creditor protection and... Um, the ability for heirs to make a, a Roth IRA conversion of the inherited 401k. But the key is something that you mentioned earlier. You just can't set one of these up after you retire. You must have some kind of earned income. You must have some earned income. And you may want to search out. Do you think it's advantageous enough that you might want to search out some sort of earned income just to be able to do this? Now you're getting me in trouble because <laughs> somebody's going to say, Hey, Wang said you should go back to work, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I don't want to necessarily try to play psychologists and talk about the benefits of work and the benefits of retirement. Well, it gets dad out of the house and it gets, <laughs> and it gets this plan in place. <laughs> I, 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 I would say it's always probably good to have a little earned income, and particularly if there's something that you enjoy doing. But if you're doing that anyway, rather than not making any contribution to a retirement plan, it is an interesting strategy to get better creditor protection, to have all your investment choices under your control, and then have the ability for your kids to make a Roth IRA conversion of the inherited 401k. Okay, let's move on to some of what what you consider to be lesser known issues that you think our listeners should be aware of. And this is if you're nearing or at retirement or after you've retired. Let's start with taking advantage of outdated annuity tables that may allow retirees a better than market rate if you annuitize a portion of your retirement. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of um, type of retirement plans where they will sometimes give you a choice of taking a lump sum, or it's called annuitizing, which is taking so much money per month every month for the rest of your life. This is when you get to retirement. You you, you yeah. make this decision. That's that's correct. Well, sometimes. The annuity tables are not updated frequently, and sometimes what will happen, and this is particularly true in the public sector, you know, so some, there are some teachers that can sometimes take advantage of some of these ideas. The annuity amounts that you're getting are based on older interest rates, which are much higher than today's rates. So if these rates were established, let's say, you know, five, ten years ago or even longer ago, it's possible that the guaranteed rate is going to be more attractive than a fixed income investment today. 
So sometimes it makes a lot of sense to take a very hard look to see what are the investment options and what are the annuitizing options of the employer that is offered to the employee before you make a, a move and before you make a IRA rollover or IRA trustee to trustee transfer. By the way, we've been using the word rollover pretty loosely, and that's because that's, that's the most common word. Technically, I prefer a trustee to trustee transfer, and the difference between a trustee to trustee transfer and a rollover is a trustee to trustee transfer, you literally never hold the money. It goes directly from your employer to a wherever the money's being invested. It As never a, passes through your account. Right. It ne- you never get a check. There's no withholding on it if it's done correctly. And technically, that would be a trustee to trustee transfer where theoretically a rollover is when you actually get a check, you take that check and you go to your bank or to wherever you're going to invest it, you give them that check. That's what you're calling a rollover? That's That's, a rollover. that's technically what a rollover is. That's correct. And I okay. don't I don't like rollovers because you get into issues of withholding and you get into a lot of other problems that are frankly not n- not needed. Aren't most of these a trustee to trustee transfer though? Most of them are. But, but I'm just saying that I'm being a little bit technical but I really prefer a trustee-to-trustee transfer than, than a rollover. I will tell you this, even if it's not the most, even if it's more common, if you're one of those people that did a rollover that should have done a trustee-to-trustee transfer, you have some major problems because if you don't tell anybody anything, there's going to be a, a 20% withholding tax on the 20% money. 20% of right. your portfolio? Right, and remember, you're not the the point of this is you're not going to be paying tax on it because... Let's say you have a million dollars in a 401k, and the idea is you're going to do a trustee-to-trustee transfer to into, let's say, your own set of investments, whether it's Schwab or Vanguard or a money manager or whomever. The point is still to get a million dollars from one account to another and have no taxation involved at all. If you have a 20% withholding, now there's only $800,000 being transferred, even though there's no taxable income, and you have some real problems. <laughs> you have some real problems. You just lost 20% of your por- portfolio. That's huge. Well, it, it is huge, so that's why I don't want to poo-poo this difference between okay. a trustee-to-trustee transfer and an IRA rollover. And how does that happen? Do you have to? It, do you give those instructions, or w- would you a- end up with a rollover if you didn't give the instructions to do a trustee-to-trustee transfer? Is that how that would, would happen? Well, I think most companies who are harboring your money in the 401k are not going to do anything until you tell them what to do. And if you just say, hey, I, um, I'd, I'd like my money or I'd like, I'd like to do a rollover, and without thinking, they write you a check um, they're going to withhold 20%. That could be a huge, costly and decision. Yeah, it, 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 and it's happened to a lot of people, and it's it's miserable. So what I would like people to do is to have the, all their ducks in a row, figure out a strategy before they do anything. And then say, this is where I want my money to go, you transfer it. That's correct. Well, I want to get back for a second. You were talking about the annuity tables. How do those tables get outdated so that your the interest rate is years behind? Well, well, if you think about it, if if you were going buying an annuity, um, and when I when I use the word annuity, I, I'm not referring to the tax deferred annuities that um, a lot of people like now because of the guarantees. But let's say an immediate annuity where you give the insurance company a chunk of money and they give you a check every month for the rest of your life, or in the event of your retirement. There are, there are certain employers that will give you a choice of a lump sum where you get 
you know, let's say the million dollars or the half a million dollars or whatever it is, and then they just say, here, you can do whatever you want, or you can opt to receive X number of dollars per month for the rest of your life or X number of dollars per month for your life and the life of your spouse. Well, if you were to go to an insurance company and buy that annuity, the, the, the relevant factors are how long the insurance company thinks you're going to live and what the interest rate is today. Now, right now, the interest rate is relatively low. A number of years ago, it was much higher. So let's say that that company, and this is even more true in the public sector, is basing the amount that they will pay you on, and if you annuitize based on the interest rate, if they don't bother updating that interest rate, which many of them don't do, the old rate is much more attractive than today's rate. So therefore, it might be more attractive for you to annuitize a portion of your retirement plan than roll the, the whole thing over into an IRA. And you can always pick a portion is what you're saying. And that's my big thing because I'm never going to want to annuitize everything, um, but, but I'm often wanting to annuitize a portion of the retirement plan. And sometimes you get a better deal doing it through your employer than you can in the private sector. There's a lot of things to figure out. There's a lot of things to figure out, and frankly, most people don't really get this information. Well, which is why you should call our office, <laughs> 412-521-2732. I have another question about this uh, annuitizing situation. What, what if you get to retirement and you make a decision, and you say, yes, I am going to annuitize this portion of my retirement plan. I'm going to annuitize 50%. Can you ever go back and redo that? No, no, no. So you're done. If you decide to annuitize a portion of your retirement, that's it. That that portion will always be coming to you in an annuity. You you cannot reverse this decision. Yeah, that that that's true, and that's that's one of the that's why you really want to think twice before you annuitize. So um, it's a it's a scary decision. So let's say for, because remember the annuity is guaranteed for the rest of your life typically. So let's say you decide to annuitize. And the day after you annuitize, you go to the doctor and the doctor says, geez, I'm sorry, you have this terrible cancer. You're only going to live a year. Then obviously annuitizing would be terrible because after you die, if, if it's a one life annuity, poof, you lose it all. So you'd love to go back and say, hey, I changed my mind. I, I, want, I would like to roll the money or do a trustee to trustee transfer. And the employer or the annuity company or the insurance company is going to say no. So... You really do want to think twice before you annuitize because that is something that you can't take back. And are there certain types of clients, Jim, that you that in your own practice you think it's it's generally a good idea for them at least to have a portion? I, I often do, and there are certain certain types of people who do be, do better with annuitizing. So, for example, somebody who is not as interested in leaving money to their children, and they're they're interested in a guaranteed income for the rest of their lives. That's a good person to annuitize and they might annuitize even more than somebody who has children and is very interested in leaving money behind. The other thing is, what's your health like? What is, yeah, right. If you what, retire, let's what say is your genetic history. What if you're 65 and both of your parents live to be 100? Well, then and, and assuming you're you're in good shape, then I think annuitizing would be great. And for anybody that does annuitize, I would really strongly strongly recommend that they take the advice of Voltaire, the famous writer, 
who has some advice for people who annuitize. <laughs> okay. He does. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> and I'm now going to quote Voltaire directly. Who thought that a financial guy would be quoting Voltaire on the radio? <laughs> if this doesn't happen every day. <laughs> but, but here it is, word, from, word for word, directly from Voltaire on people who choose to annuitize. In Voltaire's words, I advise you to go on living solely to enrage those who are paying your annuities. <laughs> hey, listen, this is a true story, Jim. I had a, uh, my grandfather lived to be 95, and he was in fabulous health up until he passed away. He had an annuity, and he also had a pension. And he used to say, I'm the guy that's driving these people crazy because they have to keep paying me. That's every, it. <laughs> every single year. And the reason he did all that was because his parents lived so long. His dad lived to be 94. And he said, I just, I know that I'm going to have the same situation. So, he collected it all of 30 years. And, th and that, w that was a great move on his part. And it's possible that his employer offered some, uh, some type of pension or annuity yes, he choice. Yes, he got a pension. Right? Right. As and the other possibility is, is you can go to an insurance company and purchase an annuity. And that, again, will, will work out well for people with long life expectancies. Okay, we are going to take a quick break. Before we do that, we, we're going to come back, Jim, with a couple. We have a couple of other lesser-known issues that we want to address here before the hour is out. The Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks, featuring the expert advice of Pittsburgh-based CPA attorney Jim Lang. More coming up on KQV AM 1410. The Lang Money Hour continues on KQV AM 1410. For all of your financial needs, turn to Lang Financial Group in Squirrel Hill, 412-521-2732. Let's talk more smart money. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Beth Barshock along with Jim Lang, and we are taking you through the tricky waters of retirement. If you are near retirement or you are at retirement, and then you have a lot of decisions to make. I want to give you really quickly, first though, the RSVP number for our workshop. It's coming up this Saturday because you get some great information at this workshop. You also get Jim's book, Retire Secure, Pay Taxes Later. Ed Slott wrote the introduction to that book. Larry King wrote the foreword. And it just got rated in Estate Planning Magazine this month. Highly recommended. You get the book if you come to the seminar. It's 800-748-1571. It's this Saturday, Crown Plaza South, across from South Hills Village. We have two sessions, 930 to 1130 in the morning, 1 to 3 in the afternoon. Jim goes through his wonderful estate plan called Lang's Cascading Beneficiary Plan. You also get the latest information on Roth IRAs and Roth IRA conversions and a couple of new tax law changes. So I really recommend this this Saturday two sessions, and you can RSVP tonight. This line answers 24 hours a day, 800-748-1571. Okay, back to, Jim, you're getting close to retirement or you are retired, and what do you do? And there are a lot of issues that you claim are lesser-known issues that we want to make sure people are aware of tonight, our listeners are aware of. We just covered outdated annuity tables and how you can take advantage of that. But you also talk about something called special tax treatment of after-tax dollars in your retirement plan. Explain what you mean by that first. Yeah. First, by the way, this this is um, one of my favorite issues. And, you know, I go all around the country giving talks about IRAs and retirement plans and Roth IRAs and Roth IRA conversions. And actually, you just got back from San Francisco. Just got back from San Francisco and addressed 100 financial advisors there. And I brought up this issue again because I always bring this up because it's very important. Many, many employees, particularly people who were earning, let's say, middle or higher incomes, 
have after-tax dollars inside their retirement plan. Most of the dollars inside a retirement plan are pre-tax or before tax, meaning that when you take them out, you're going to have to pay income tax on them. This money is money that em employees contributed to their retirement plan, but because their income was so high they, and the amount of the contribution was so high, it didn't qualify for a tax deduction. So they put the money in. The growth on that money, the growth on the after-tax is still taxable, but the original contributions itself is after-tax dollars inside an IRA, which conceptually is the same as a non-deductible IRA. So that, that's, a, that's a kind of an interesting thing because a lot of our listeners um, will have made contributions to non-deductible IRAs throughout their career, which, by the way, many working people who are making more than 166000 today should be making contributions to non-deductible IRAs. But this show isn't for you. <laughs> this show is for people nearing or, or close to retirement. Don't panic. We'll do another <laughs> show on that topic another day. We'll cover that. Actually, all these, all these concepts are really important. But anyway, the... Um, a lot of these people will have after-tax dollars in their retirement plan. Sometimes it just gets lost completely. How do you keep track of that? That was my next question. When, you, when you're getting statements, does it show up like that? Do you know what happened? You should. Well, first of all, I like to think it's your advisor who should be watching out for you. I would like to think, for example, that my little old lady or little old men clients who know nothing about this stuff will still have everything done right because we're, we're out watching their back. You are watching their back. I'm but, watching But their you back. know what happens is I can only speak from the way I handle my statements. I look at them. I see that I have money in them. I don't do a really thorough review or even these issues don't cross my mind. And I'm guessing most people look at their statements the same way. I, I think that that's very common. And a lot of times people don't understand their options. Now, sometimes rather than the money just being the after-tax portion just being lost and people never realizing it, never getting the benefit of it, sometimes what will happen is somebody at the benefits office will explain, hey, guess what? You have $50,000 in after-tax dollars inside this retirement plan. You can just take this $50,000 right now, not have to pay tax on it, and you can blow it or spend it or save it or do whatever you want with it. And guess what? No tax. And people say, hey, that's great. So they do that with their 50000 And then let's say the other monies or the pre-tax dollars, that might get um, rolled over or a trustee to trustee into an IRA or left there or whatever. But there's special treatment that that after-tax dollars can, where, that you can take advantage of that can seriously help enrich you and enrich ultimately your children and grandchildren. Okay, so let's say you do have the this after tax issue and let's just call it fifty grand. What can you do with it that would be so great for your heirs? There's a number of variations. One possibility is to actually do a Roth IRA conversion while you are still working if that is possible. And and by the way, it's incumbent upon either you or your advisor to actually look at the rules of the retirement plan to see what you're allowed to do. But let's even, let's even assume that you're further down the road. The money's already in an IRA, or perhaps it's still in the employee, in the company 401k plan. What you might be able to do, and I'm not going to be able to go through all the details because we don't have enough time, but you can 
through a, an, a, an interesting, and I have to watch out. I, I don't know if the word maneuver is right or a tax planning <laughs> action is right. Let's or call it a tax planning strategy. A tax planning strategy might be that if you're, let's say you're interested in what I was talking about earlier, setting up your own one-person 401k plan, you can set up the one-person 401k plan, take the money in your 401k or take the money in your employer's 401k, do a trustee-to-trustee transfer to your new one-person 401k plan. But that 401k plan is very likely to have a rule that says we will not accept after-tax dollars of an IRA. Is that a common thing? Is that why you say that? It is common. Not only is it common, I actually look for it. I want it. Really? Yeah. And the reason I want it is because now that's the money that you're not allowed to roll into the one-person 401k plan. So let's say that that money is in a plain old IRA. Right. And you're not allowed to roll that into your 401k. Okay. And you don't want to take it and go to Jamaica. You don't want to take it and go to Jamaica. So what you can do is you can have now, you have isolated the after-tax dollars of the re- IRA or retirement plan inside in a single account. You can, and it's been a long time since I've talked about this, do a <laughs> Roth IRA conversion. No, I think it's been 10 minutes since of, you of talked that about money. it. But here's the beauty of it. You don't have to pay the tax. And you don't have to pay the tax because you've already, it, you've paid, already the paid the tax. Because... It's after-tax dollars, and because you can't roll it into a 401k, you can do the conversion. That's correct, where if, if all the money in the IRA was still around, they're not going to let you do a Roth IRA conversion ah, okay. because of something called the proration rules, which we're not going to get into. But the ability to do a Roth IRA conversion is terrific under a lot of circumstances. But to get a Roth IRA conversion without having to pay the tax. That's huge. That's that's like Nirvana. Well, because that's the whole thing about the Roth, about converting to the Roth is you have to pay the taxes up front. But you don't have to if you can take the after-tax dollars in your IRA. That's a huge strategy. And it's big and so many advisors miss it. Now, when I give this talk throughout the country, I get more questions on this issue. And it's not necessarily the day that I give the talk, but it's actually weeks later, months later, even years later. And I like getting those questions from the advisor because that means the advisor is looking out for the client, doing this maneuver, tax planning strategy, whatever you want to call it, helping the client and probably isn't making any additional money doing it. But I want to point out what you're actually saying is you, you, you take these after-tax dollars. If you can't roll it into the 401k, you can do this Roth conversion. The huge advantage you have there is that now the money is going to keep growing without paying additional taxes by rolling it into the Roth. And therefore, down the road, your children, you pass it on to your children, your grandchildren, they don't have to pay taxes on it. You've just created a huge legacy in a transfer. That's correct. And it's income, t- not only the proceeds are income tax-free, but the growth in capital gains and dividends, etc. that's all income tax-free. That is free. an incredible strategy. We're covering that this Saturday, are we not? Oh, and, we yeah, are. we are. Okay, so if you want to see that strategy in, in actual chart form, and it's really easy to follow, the, this, the workshop is this Saturday at Crown Plaza right across from South Hills Village. Let me give the phone number again really quickly here so that you don't miss this if you want to, to attend, 800-748-1571. We're down to a couple of minutes, and 
again, I don't want to miss this special treatment of NUA, which is called net, which is stands for net unreleased appreciation sometimes known as company stock, what is the big advantage there? The big advantage there is a lot of people in their retirement plans, even though it's less favored today than it was a number of years ago, have company stock as a portion of their retirement plan. And this is money that the company contributed to their retirement plan, but not in the form of a variety of investments, but actually in the stock of the company. This company stock, or the NUA portion of a retirement plan, um, is allowed special treatment by the IRS. And to oversimplify, I will just say that the, the company stock can end up getting capital gain treatment instead of ordinary income tax treatment. So in many times, and usually you have to do this planned out as, a, as part of a bigger strategy, you can get capital gains treatment, which is much more tax favorable than ordinary tax treatment of a withdrawal of money from a retirement plan. We have actually covered some extremely advantageous strategies tonight. This is if you're close to or already retired. I would recommend by this time next week, we're going to have this audio up on our website, retiresecure.com. I really recommend going back and listening to portions of it or listening to the whole show. You can get some great information again. And hearing it again, I think would be helpful. So that's at retiresecure.com. You'll see a little button that says, listen now, click on, go to the show, and the audio will be posted. Now, we're down to the last couple of minutes. We do want to give away some books. We promised this earlier at the beginning of the show. The book is Retire Secure, Pay Taxes Later. And not only did we have Larry King write the foreword, Ed Slott write the introduction, Charles Schwab gives it a great recommendation. Jane Bryant Quinn gives it a great recommendation. We have over 60 financial professionals who gave us glowing testimonials. We just got this fabulous review. We, we found out about it last week. Estate Planning Magazine uh, June 2009 did a really lengthy review. If you can get a copy of this, it's on page 42. Highly recommended is the way they wrapped it up. And we're going to give away a few copies of this book, highly recommended by Estate Planning Magazine. Jim, are we going to do five again? Yeah, we're going to do five again for our Pennsylvania residents. Oh, ex- yes, I should point that yeah, out. We, we, this we, is we, for we, Pennsylvania we, residents. We have, we have the compliance people to, okay. to, to work with. Yes. Um, for, for Pennsylvania residents, and that will be five listening to the Wednesday night show and also five for the Sunday morning show. We don't want to forget those people. We don't want to forget those people. You can call right they, now. Because they had to listen to all these irrelevant weather reports. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yes, for them it will be, <laughs> right. But here's the number. It's the office number, 412-521-2732. That, of course, is the number anytime you want to reach us, 412-521-2732. If you dial my extension, which is 219, I will get this to you. And you can also email me at paytax. Taxeslater.com. I want to point out we have a weather update. KQV is going to have a weather update coming up here in just a moment. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back in two weeks, which is July 1st. Go to the website to find out what the topic is, retiresecure.com. It is the Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks. Thanks for listening to the Lang Money Hour, where smart money talks. Portions of the audio that you just heard will be posted online at retiresecure.com. You can also find a list of upcoming events and topics at RetireSecure.com. To seek Jim's advice personally or to speak to a member of his dedicated staff at Lang Financial Group in Squirrel Hill, call 412-521-2732. Join us again in two weeks when we talk more smart money.